you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hey everyone, welcome to another Is It Worth a Tenor review from Wulong Talks. Hi, my name is Jason. I'm the host of the Wulong Talks podcast, as you know. Um, and welcome. If you're, this is your first time here, then yeah, welcome to you. Um, we do have uh, a few of these movie reviews that I like to do every now and again. Um, first off, I must say sorry to everybody who's been waiting for reviews and hasn't had anything. I do apologize. Um, life has just been busy at the moment. Oops, excuse me. Um, life has just been really busy at the moment and um, it, it's just been difficult to kind of find the time to put these together. But that said, I have have been watching lots of movies over the summer and I've got lots of reviews lined up for you. So if you're still undecided about a couple of the movies that are out in the UK cinemas at the moment, then I will do my best to give you an honest opinion as to whether I think they're worth your hard-earned money or not. Um, so the movie that we'll be reviewing today is The Equalizer 2. Uh, this is the action movie starring Denzel Washington. It is the sequel to the original movie, The Equalizer. So for those of you who are familiar with that, um, then this would be part two of that story. Um, and fun fact, this is Denzel Washington's first actual sequel that he's ever done, which is interesting, really. You would think somebody with as many screen credits as, as he has would have done a sequel somewhere along the line. But nope, this is the first one. So it's interesting, really. Um, now, is the movie worth a tenor? Uh, no, not really, sadly. Um, I'll get into kind of why, and I should say up front that, as we always do with these reviews, um, they are non-spoiler, so I don't give away any details about um, too much of the plot or the characters or things that happen within my reviews because, you know, the, these are designed just for people who haven't seen the movie yet and are maybe undecided as to whether they're going to see it or not. So um, with that in mind, uh, don't expect any spoilers here. There will be no spoilers at all. Um, I'll just stick to the basics and give you my opinion on it. Now, um, as said, w with this movie, uh, I have to say I kind of came out quite disappointed when I saw it. Um I'll start with the positives, though. Um, you know, the acting from Denzel Washington is brilliant, as it always is. Um, you know, I mean, we we have a little thing that we're, we're running on the podcast at the moment um, where we're examining sort of the best and worst of Denzel Washington's movies. And um, it's quite tricky because there isn't really a lot of bad movies on his CV, really. He, he picks his topics and his projects very well. Um, and he generally is always solid at the least in, in each movie. There, there's rarely a performance that, that Denzel gives that you feel is is phoned in in any way. Um, and, I, you know, I certainly can't say that about his performance here. Again, um, you know, you see kind of the, the quality of, of the actor and the performance um, within this, this movie. And you see somebody who is you know just at such a point in their career now that these things almost come off as, as easy he makes it look easy because 
um, you know, he has so much talent and so much experience um, within what he does. Um, and the character that he plays in, in the movie, Robert McCall, um, is, you know, a complicated character. And as I said, if you're familiar with The Equalizer 1, then you'll probably know a bit about his backstory. Um, but for those that don't know, um, you know, Robert McCall is, is basically a retired uh, Marine and he's also a DIA uh, agent. Um, and since going into retirement, he kind of takes up different tasks for people, I guess is, is the way to put it. Um, and tries to help out people who, you know, have, have found themselves in a bind. And with his particular skill set, it's very easy for him to kind of turn around certain situations that um, the average person would find difficult to do. Um, and, you know, the movie starts off very well displaying exactly what it is that Robert McCall is about, um, in that he tracks a, a young girl who has been kidnapped by her father and is in Turkey. Um, and he manages to track her down and, and ruthlessly destroy a couple of goons along the way um, and really just kind of take them to town. Um, but he has, you know, it reminds me a bit of, of Liam Neeson's character in, in Taken in the sense that, um, you know, even though they're, they're not necessarily known for these types of roles because they've got they're, they're both actors who've got you know the gravitas and and the chops to to really deliver something deep within the performance it, it adds that extra layer of credibility to to the character um and Denzel you know as, as said is is phenomenal in, in this movie really there's no point where you ever feel that he's phoning it in it's it's you know he lives and breathes these characters when he performs them on screen and and you really feel that um some of the the photography in the movie is really breathtaking as well and there's some really good uh, kind of cinematography and camera work that goes on throughout um and and that kind of helps because it does add a bit of life and a bit of vitality to it um the director of this movie Antoine Fuqua is is a name that you might know from uh, the director of Training Day. He also directed The Magnificent Seven and he also directed the original Equalizer movie as well. Um, and, you know, he's very good at kind of framing um, certain shots in a way that, that tell you exactly what's going on um, without even having to use too much dialogue or, or you know, exposition to kind of explain Um some people are very good sort of visual storytellers in terms of what they do with with a camera um when they're shooting their movies and and Mr. Fuka is definitely one of those so um you know you get a real sense of of what's going on with the story and with the characters at, at different times as well so so yeah you know that was quite intriguing um but sadly that's kind of where it it ends in terms of the positives really um so I suppose I may as well get into the negatives, which were, yeah, kind of a few, really, and, and quite fundamental things. Uh, firstly, the plot of the movie really is, um, for want of a better way of putting it, basic. Um, there really isn't much that kind of happens in the movie, so so to speak. Um, you know, effect effectively, what the story is, is that um, Robert McCall's friend and former colleague is murdered. Um, and so he decides that he's going to uh, investigate her death and find out why uh, this happened and and also kind of look into a case that she was looking into at the time of her death um, to try and solve that case as well. Um, but, you know, the, there's really just not 
a lot that that kind of happens with the plot and and to an extent that's not necessarily a bad thing with you know an action movie because you know some of the better examples of, of the genre are, are, have very simple plots very very simple plots um so you know sometimes it pays to to kind of keep it simple but in this case i i've kind of felt like the plot didn't really do any justice to the characters that you have here um, and the actors that you have at your disposal. Um, I mean, Denzel is joined here by Melissa Leo and uh, Pedro Pascal as, as well, among, amongst others. Um, and they're really, really good actors. I mean, Melissa Leo is, is uh, really solid. I remember her from um, the TV series Treme from the creators of The Wire. Um, and she was superb in that. Um, you know, Pedro Pascal is a guy that I, I like a lot. Um, I remember seeing him first. Really, I, I kind of came across him first in uh, Narcos, um, in you know the first couple of seasons of Narcos. And uh, again, he's he's a very kind of charismatic actor. He's got a lot of uh, you know, there's a lot of screen presence with him and, and, and magnetism there. Um, so there's a really, really good actor there, but it just feels like a lot of these guys were, were kind of wasted, really. Um, the, their roles are, are really basic in, in the movie. Um, you know, the, the pacing is a problem with this film as well. I felt like the the pace kind of dragged at certain points and, you know, I found myself kind of checking my watch in the cinema to see what time it was because I was kind of bored with what was going on. Um you know, it really, really does kind of drag its feet. There's also too many kind of little subplots and things like that going on that that distract you from the main story. Um, and the problem with having so many subplots like that is that it, expo it exposes the fact that the main plot itself is is really not going anywhere fast. Um, you know, there's uh, there's a subplot involving uh, um, an elderly gentleman who um, appears to be a, a Holocaust survivor who has lost uh, a specific painting that remind, that was painted of his sister and it's the one kind of memory that he had of of, of his sister and the, the one memento that he had after he had been separated from his family and, and put on a train to, to be taken to a concentration camp. Um, and the painting has resurfaced, but he has no evidence to prove that he owns the painting. And so there's kind of this subplot there surrounding that. And then um, there's a young kid who lives in the neighborhood with him who um, is at risk of being kind of drawn into a criminal lifestyle. And, um, you know, so McCall is, is kind of trying to guide him away from that in his own sort of style. Um, so there's that and then you know there's other things going on as well with, with other characters and they're, they're all kind of like fine elements on their own but but kind of tacked on to this action movie plot it just doesn't really work um it it, it just feels too distracting like there's too much kind of things sort of going on um there's a plot twist in it that you're frankly going to see coming a mile off um, and if you can't see it coming, I'll be disappointed in you <laughs> question your action fan credibilities if you couldn't see that plot twist coming. Um, you know, it's pretty damn obvious to you. So there's really no kind of suspense or, or, or anything like that surrounding that. So, yeah, there you go. Um, and yeah, I mean, they were the kind of main negatives for me. I mean, the action in the, the, the movie, I guess, is fine, um, although it's done 
in a way in that kind of typical Hollywood style where there's lots of cuts and you know lots of weird camera angles and, and things like that and um, it kind of is a type of action that I'm, I'm really just getting frustrated with now um, as an action movie fan I, I kind of like to see what's going on and I always feel like with some of these movies they're you know, because they're trying to cover up for the use of stuntmen or, or this or that or the other, they they they're quickly kind of jump cutting around certain scenarios so that you you don't get to fully see what what's happening or they're covering up for a visual effect, um, and that is is a really frustrating thing as said for an action movie fan, particularly because you know that there was a time when that didn't happen. Um, there was a time when you know particularly in Hollywood they weren't so afraid to kind of show you what was was going on and and to put things clearly on camera for you but now we seem to have gone um, well for a long time we've been in this era where you know action movies have to be cut in this fast-paced way to try and add dramatic tension to the scene when really all you're doing is you know just making people like me zone out of the movie unfortunately um Aside from that, I mean, yeah, that that's pretty much it. Um, it's it's a very, very, um, very, very disappointing experience for for me. Really, um, I was hoping for more. I am, you know, I did enjoy the, the the first Equalizer. I didn't think it was, you know, a phenomenal movie, but there was definitely a lot more to kind of take away. The plot felt better and tighter in in the first movie. Um, probably because it was a bit simpler and there wasn't so many of the subplots and things like that going on. Um, yeah, and and this one just just doesn't seem to to do that. Unfortunately, it just it goes off in its own direction and does its own thing and, and loses half the audience while it's doing it. So um, yeah, a shame, a shame. So yeah, unfortunately, I would say to you, no. Um, keep your tenor in your pocket on this occasion. Um, wait for it to come out on a streaming service maybe and, and check it out then if you if you really are keen but to be honest if you don't do that you're, you're really not missing anything okay well thanks a lot for listening um, as said this is uh, one of a couple of movie reviews that I've done now so if you want to check out some of the others make sure you're subscribed to our podcast channels um, if you're lucky enough to be listening on SoundCloud then this should be in a playlist of the other uh, movie reviews that I've done so you can just hit play on that and then it will play all of those for you um, elsewhere as said you'll, you'll be able to find all of these on our podcast channels and also on our website as well which is w www.wulongtalks.com okay well that's it for me i hope you guys are all good uh, i'm gonna leave it here and i'll see you on the next review peace thanks for listening to us if you're down with wulong talks show some love by following us on twitter facebook and instagram at wulong talks you can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the BrickPod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 